Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. So I would like a grilled chicken breast with little to no oil. And is there any way that I could just get like a side of steamed spinach? Yes, great, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to have. Is, is that okay? Well, I mean, I might have to bottom later. was 2009 and I had officially come out of the closet to every single person in my life and I was really trying to figure out what it meant to live my best gay life and I was really just sort of trying to figure out like all of this you know gay dating gay sex gay life bullshit I just I didn't really know where to begin and I was in my late 20s it was like I was starting completely from the beginning and it just so happens, you guys, ironically, the grinder just so happened to launch in that very same year of 2009. And gay hooking up on an app suddenly became a thing. And I remember it well, you guys. It literally was like the third time I had hooked up with a guy on Grinder. And as I walked through his house and looked around, not only was I pleasantly surprised that he was far better looking than any of his pictures had described on Grindr, but also his house was equally as immaculate and perfect and clean and the decorating was just pristine and everything looked expensive and just extravagant. And I was just in awe of this beautiful home that lied in Sacramento. And as we walked upstairs and I walked into his room and we began to make out and clothes started coming off, I kept kind of side-eyeing his bed. His bed, you guys, that was perfectly like made. All the like fold underneath the mattress situations were exactly where they were supposed to be. And I just saw this beautiful white crisp duvet cover lying in perfect form across his bed. And I thought to myself in my head, are we really about to have sex on that perfectly made crisp white duvet cover? There's no fucking way. And sure enough, the next thing I knew, I was on all fours and he was fucking me from behind and I was living my best gay life because up to this moment, I hadn't had sex like that. Like the way that he was pounding me in that moment, just violent, aggressive, stern, just perfect 
sex. I began to scream. It was everything I wanted and more. And just when I thought I couldn't get enough, suddenly he stopped and kneeled down by my head and whispered the words in my ear. The words that I will never forget as long as I fucking live. He said, I think it's time to get into the shower. You're a little dirty. And I turned around and to my complete and total horror, I saw the biggest amount of brown water that like was in the form of a stream coming from my ass spread all over that crisp white duvet cover. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire notion of what it means to live a day in that beautiful truth of dirty butt sex. now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that really just is the most rushed douching session that you have ever heard in the podcast world. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means when we say that bootyful truth about dirty butt sex. And you guys, I'm here this week to expose to you and the world all of these truths, all of these tips and tricks, all of these things that you may have heard of in regards to how to avoid these dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moments. And in the Your Gay Expose segment this week, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn in regards to getting the information for that segment. And I'm going to share with you some interesting little tidbits that I misguidedly researched in regards to situations that contribute to potentially not creating that dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moment that you might not actually know about. So we'll get some of that shit this week. And, you know, I'm really just going to talk about all things, you know, dirty butt sex, that dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moment. And you guys, listen, I know that all of us out there as gay men have experienced this at least once, if not more, and I know it's probably more along the lines 
more in our lives. And, you know, we really just go through the motions of having sex with other guys, knowing that the potential is there, even if you've actually done all the things that you think you've done to prepare to avoid these dirty butt sex, oopsie-daisy moments. But it's not always foolproof. And, you know, because nobody wants to fucking talk about that shit, literally no pun intended. (laughs) Well, that's exactly why I'm talking about that shit this week. (laughs) But first, before we actually take a bite of that slice of pizza, knowing full well in your mind that you don't have to bottom until Monday, and then you get that grinder notification from that hot jock top that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks, and he wants you to come over right now. And what do you do? First, let's hop in this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, Re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that maybe you didn't fully understand, or you know what, maybe I didn't even fully understand, or you know, you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, oh my fuck, God, what the fuck was I, I just, oh, so embarrassed. What a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. All right, you guys, so check it out. So we are just like weeks, weeks away from my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey, and it's crunch time. I need your help. I have a $3,500 goal, and I need all of you out there to click on this week's, you know, show notes. There's a link. Click on any one of my social media bios. There's also a link. Click on any one of my websites, there's also a link. If you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey. And you guys, I'm nowhere near my goal. And I don't want to be embarrassed when I show up for that week-long bike ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles without meeting my goal. I, I mean, I'm a fucking captain. I need you to help me out, please. I'm asking, donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. All the resources go to the most incredible organization that I'm so proud to be a part of. And, you know, it goes to that moment where little Timmy from Omaha, Nebraska, you know, just so happens to move to San Francisco, goes to his first gay orgy and suddenly realizes that he doesn't have medical insurance and he needs to get tested. And so this allows that moment for him to walk into the strut clinic in San Francisco or the Los Angeles LGBT Center in Los Angeles, and get tested for free. That's where all this money goes. And you know what? If little Timmy gets diagnosed as positive, that money also goes to helping little Timmy get on medication, getting him pointed into the right direction on his next steps on his you know, diagnosis journey. It is just the most incredible organization, and I need you to help me out, please. I'm almost there. 2024 AIDS Life Cycle. Once again, if you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. And speaking of AIDS and HIV, randomly, it's just so funny how my life just kind of 
coincides and comes full circle. As a matter of fact, on AIDS Life Cycle last year, I met this guy named Christian Mercer Hall from London, who basically started this app called Positive Plus One, which is an incredible app that allows people who have been diagnosed with HIV, who are living with HIV, who maybe just know others who are living with HIV, who are in the medical field and can give their advice to people who are newly diagnosed as HIV, who there's other people like me out there who are complete full-blown HIV and AIDS advocates. It's just such an incredible community, you guys. And some of the stories that I have heard from people on this app are mind-blowing and incredible. And I cannot wait for all of you to get fully immersed in this positive plus one moment. And you know, I actually just set some stuff up so that I'm actually getting mailed a shit ton of flyers for positive plus one to endorse and advertise on my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey this year. And so you guys check it out when you get the opportunity. Go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and just search P plus sign one and register for positive plus one now or go to positive plus one.com and you can get all the information that you need and more. And you guys listen, go to Bossy Power Bottom where at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride related event or just shit that you want to wear to the gym to ensure that when you see that hot jock top across the room at the gym, you know that when you go to the showers and then he goes to the showers, that he is going to fuck you in those showers. You guys, Bossy Power Bottom Wear, it's incredible. It's amazing. Pride season's like just months away. Get your peace now before that shit sells out. Bossy Power Bottom Wear at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And one last thing. You guys, oh, I cannot express how much fun I am having doing my second podcast, a Bossy Power Bottom production production. Blood is thicker than alcohol with my straight brother Ryan as my co-host. And you guys, shit is getting real on that show. It is getting a lot more attention than I expected this early on. I am having so much fun doing it with my brother. And we basically just go back and forth and just compare and contrast gay and straight life and basically just like critique pop culture, shit that's happening in the news, real stories based on our actual lives, and we just drink our way through the entire time. It's so much fun. I'm so excited the show is blowing up in my face, and I need all of you to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, follow, click like star, click like, click like stars, (laughs) click like, and rate five stars. How about that? And follow us along on Our Blood is Thicker than alcohol journey. I have a lot of fun shit planned for future episodes and you don't want to miss one moment. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a Oh my God, I just got off his dick and there's a little bit of residue. I douched in everything. What the fuck? Themed undertone. First, let's get your gay 
expose. And you guys, this week I decided to take this segment and switch it up just a little bit. So instead of reaching out to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, with a question this week, I decided to give you a little information that I somehow stumbled upon in regards to avoiding these dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moments that you may not actually know about or may not be full-on gay sex common knowledge. So in other words, it's a complete misguided attempt at doing like research on my behalf. So what I mean by that is none of these sources are like credible. (laughs) So please don't think that I'm giving you some like like site-enforced research material, because that's definitely not the case. I mean, if you listen to this show, you know I'm not really capable of that shit anyway. But at any rate, I decided to put together a few different tips and tricks in regards to pulling off that hot jock top dick and knowing that you have a complete and total clean bill of health. And these tricks are things that I don't think most of us even know exist. And they may or may not work based on their credibility. (laughs) Oh, God, this is a fucking mess. I can already tell. So let's get some of that information now. So did you know that you actually might be douching wrong? And, you know, did you actually also know that, in fact, you may have been douching wrong this entire time. Like your entire life, every time you've douched, you might have been doing it wrong. Did you know that? (laughs) Well, according to this article, and again, not a credible source, so I'm not going to cite it, but this actually reads that douching with a bulb is meant for you to hold in the water for up to a minute. Did you know that? Because I sure as shit didn't know that. I mean, I've used a bulb several times, but I had no idea that you were supposed to hold it in for over a minute. And supposedly, according to this article, the reason being is because of how the water enters your rectum, supposedly holding it in allows the water to go in and grab everything that it needs to grab before you allow it to exit your rectum. So in other words, it's supposed to like get all up in there, mix around and pull everything out more efficiently if you hold it for over a minute. So how many of you out there have been doing it this way? I have to know. But also on that note, did you know that if you use a hose or like, you know, a shower attachment douche, that you're actually not supposed to hold it? You guys, I I didn't know this. And honestly, I have to say, the story that I talked about in the opening expose, the opening story where, you know, the guy was fucking me from behind and it was really good and it was really rough and... When I explained that, I turned around and saw a like big stream of brown water. So what that was, was because I was actually holding in the water in that specific moment. It it was so basically I wasn't supposed to hold in the water. I was supposed to relax and just instantly release the water because the pressure from a hose actually does get all up in there. And you're supposed to let that shit go right away. I didn't know that. And clearly I paid the price when I turned around when the dude told me that I needed to go get in the shower because I was dirty and I looked to my horrific shock and saw that gigantic amount of water 
That was the color brown all over that beautiful, crisp white duvet cover. So, yeah, it was very that. So, yeah, that's it, you guys. So, you might have been doing it wrong this whole time. So, if you bulb, hold it in for over a minute. And if you use a hose attachment, relax and let it flow out instantly. Now you know. <laughs> Did you know? Now, you guys, listen, before I say this, I honestly don't really believe this specific little piece of information that I like gathered in my misguided attempt to give you some pointers on what potentially could help you avoid that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. But according to this information, anal sphincter stimulation, or in other words, playing with toys on a regular and consistent basis throughout your life actually helps you avoid those dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moments. Did you know that? So according to this article, basically the theory is, is that if you're putting a toy up your ass and like putting it all up in there and even like putting a toy up your ass when you're masturbating or even just with a partner or et cetera, the supposedly your anus gets a little used to the idea that there's always just something all up in there. And so in other words, when it comes to the rest of your body, it like listens to your ass and it's less likely to like have those dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moments because your body just gets used to the idea that there's always something shoved up your ass. <laughs> I Honestly, I don't really 100% believe this, but I'm going to tell you right here, right now, live on the show, that I will be implementing a little bit more toy play just on my regular everyday routine just to see if this is actually a thing. And I will report back to you with my results. So now you know. Stick that dildo up your ass like four or five times a day. <laughs> Did you guys know that you're actually just supposed to be less paranoid in your mind about that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment? Did you know that? This article that I read, which again, 100% not credible and complete misguided attempt at like me trying to give you some sort of advice on this topic of conversation, basically professes that most bottoms actually go into every single sexual encounter with that little lingering notion in your mind that like the second the dick goes into your ass, that it's a 50-50 gamble. It could be there no matter how much you've prepared. In your mind, you've just psyched yourself out to think that you are going to have that dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moment. And in actuality, in turn, that actually makes you not enjoy your sexual encounter by far less than you would if you just didn't think about that at all. Did you know that? So you guys, listen, what that means to me, in all honesty, like translation, the Ronnie Washburn official translation of that is... Just go over to your grinder hookup's house completely drunk. Because when you're completely drunk, the last thing you're thinking of is dirty butt sex. <laughs> you're just thinking about sex, period. And I, this article is wanting you to have that specific mindset. So just take like four or five shots before you go over to his house and sit on his dick. Yeah. So, yeah, now you know. <laughs> Did you know that vegetarians, people who are 
vegetarians. Actually, have the upper hand when it comes to bottoming and being clean and avoiding that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. Do you want to know why? Because most vegetarians actually eat more fiber, you know, in their regular everyday diet than most of us meat eaters and even vegans, believe it or not, do. So in other words, a lot of vegans, you guys, they eat a lot of fake meat, soy-based bullshit that vegetarians tend to usually veer away from. So in other words, this soy-based fake meat bullshit is actually creating those dirty butt sex, oopsie-daisy moments just a little bit more than, you know, if you just had a clean vegetarian diet. And meats do the same thing. And, you know, it's just so interesting because vegetarians overall get more fiber. And we all know that fiber is the key to predicting, like, whether or not you're going to have that dirty butt sex, oopsie-daisy moment. But I had no idea that if you consider yourself a fucking vegetarian, that you are just consistently like safe if you're, you know, going in after a messy night of drinking out with the boys at a gay bar and you answer that hot jock tops request to come over and fuck on Grinder, and you could just rest assured that you're more likely to have a clean bill of health than anyone who eats meat or eats that fake meat bullshit. So now you know. <laughs> Did you know that if you fart after douching and it smells in any way, shape, and form, that that means you're actually not done. That means there's more up there and you better go back and do another round because that is the number one sign that means you didn't get everything all up out of there. Did you know that? I actually didn't know that. But if you think about it, that's actually a pretty basic concept and makes perfect sense. So now you know. <laughs> Did you know that if you use a hose-style douche and you feel like your body's telling you that you've got everything out, all of it's there, you're good to go, you can just, you know, I mean, we all know that your brain can tell you when your abdomen just feels empty and you're just no, you're ready and good to go, that you're supposed to actually allow yourself at least a half an hour of what this article calls private time. In other words, you still have a good half an hour from that moment where you feel like you're completely done to like let the rest of the water that's still up in your intestines completely come out. You guys, this is real. And I believe this 100%, even though I didn't really know that this was a thing. When the average person knows that they are fully done, they're actually not done. And you have another half an hour to go. You, This is so fucking... See, you guys, for all of you tops out there, this is why being a bottom is like building a goddamn boat. Because it's like, you want me to come over in 20 minutes to fuck you. I need at least an hour and a half because I need at least an hour to douche. And I need at least a half an hour of this private time. <laughs> you just don't understand all of the struggles of being a bottom. <laughs> and now you know. Did you know that there's such a thing as actually planning out your regularity? This, okay, okay you guys, this is another one that I kind of don't believe but, you know, I'm just fucked up enough in the head to actually go through the motions of trying this specific 
thing just for you and the show and report back with the results because I feel like this is complete and total bullshit. But this specific piece of information actually gives you a layout of how you eat the same shit at the same time every day and you'll be able to predict your bowel movements and therein being able to predict when you can go sit on a dick and have a clean bill of health because you know what you're eating when you're eating it and you should be able to know when you're in the clear to have butt sex. Did you know that? Well, you guys, I'm here to tell you again, I am so adamantly against this that I'm actually going to go through the motions of preparing something just like this to do a full-blown expose to prove to you and the world that this is bullshit. But you know what's crazy is this actually might really work. <laughs> if you think about it, the more you know. <laughs> we'll just have to see how all of that shit plays itself out. Did you know that the human body doesn't actually get enough fiber to fully predict 100% foolproof-wise that you're going to have a clean bill of health when you sit on that hot jock top dick? You can't actually just by your diet alone, predict your bowel movements. No matter how clean you eat, none of it, the human body does not get enough fiber. Apparently, unless you're a vegetarian, because that's just something new that I learned today. But that in itself isn't foolproof either, 100%. So what I recommend is implementing a fiber supplement in your life. And we're actually going to talk about that a little bit later on in this week's expose. But, you know, you guys, there's like Pure for Men and so many of those gay target marketed fiber supplements out there that just charge you an arm and a leg for these pills that you take, however you're often you're supposed to take them throughout your day. And really, you're just spending way too much money when you could just go to the fucking drugstore and buy like Metamucil or Benefiber. Like you did that, honestly, just I recommend that 100%. And again, I'll talk about that later. And that's what I do in my life. But did you know that you're actually supposed to take your HIV medication or your PrEP pill like two hours away from whatever fiber supplement that you're taking? Did you know that? I didn't fucking know that. So in other words, if you're HIV negative and taking PrEP or you're HIV positive and taking your medication to keep you undetectable. You actually have to take your fiber supplement two hours away from that pill, no matter what part of the day you take it, because otherwise that in like it disrupts the dirty butt sex, bowel movement, oopsie daisy moment situation and creates the potential for it to be there. I didn't fucking know that, but now I do. And now you know that that's an actual fucking thing. This, honestly, truth be told, is the one that I think I believe the most. <laughs> and last, but most certainly not least, I learned a new little tidbit of information that I had no fucking idea that was so beneficial to every single bottom in regards to making someone a little bit more regular on a regular basis and just... This blows my mind because it has the stereotype of being that one thing that bottoms you would think would want to avoid. 
Beans, you guys. Did you know that if you eat more beans, that that actually provides the type of fiber that pushes everything out of your body to give you more of a consistent and more regular regimen with your bowel movements? But the crazy part is, is if you think about beans and chili, you think about farting, you, you just you just automatically go to, I can't eat that if I'm going to bottom because it's beans and it's, I mean, you, you and I both know that it makes you fart just a little bit more often than the norm, but ironically, it's actually the best thing for you to eat and the most pure source of fiber and uh, apparently the type of fiber that the bean carries, nothing else carries in the whole like world of food that we eat and consume each and every day so beans you guys eat beans if you want to bottom like a boss and now you know and you know honestly again i'm gonna say it one more time as a disclaimer this information is not like fact i didn't cite any of my sources on purpose because some of the sources are actually laughable and absolutely not fucking credible. But, you know, if it's out there on the Internet, why not? It could be true and worth thinking about, worth trying, whatever. <laughs> so take my misguided advice and give each one of these little tidbits a go. And let me know how it works out. Just give me a call on the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415 501 Zero one, and tell me all about it, or just email me at mygayexpose at gmail.com and tell me your results, or just send me something in one of my social media DMs and just tell me what you think about any one of these specific tricks, tips, or techniques this week. And don't worry, the Your Gay Expose segment where I reach out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, will be back next week and we'll collect some of those answers and everything will be just as it was once before. But for right now, let's get my gay expose and you'll find out that bootyful truth about dirty butt sex and how you can avoid that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. If you consider yourself to be a gay man, then chances are you definitely know 
about that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. We've all been there at least once, if not more, in our lives. That bootyful truth about dirty butt sex. It's so funny that title actually looks better on paper or in print than it actually does when you say it. The bootyful truth about dirty butt sex, but it is a truth, a very real truth that we've all had to maneuver through and really just try our very best as bottoms to figure the fuck out in our lives. I mean, we've all done it, you guys. We've all had to like try to sort of predict our bowel movements each and every day and know when the prime window of like bottoming is best for all of us. I think we've all pretty much you know, experience the moment where we've had that mortifying moment of the top whispering in your ear, I think it's time to get in the shower. You have to clean yourself. You're a little dirty. We all as bottoms want to be perceived as a hot, juicy bottom that you just see in all those porns that every guy turns their head when you walk by because they want you so bad. They just want to fuck that ass. They just want to get all up in there. But the last thing that that top wants is your dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. So, you know, me being the pristine expert in sexual education that I am, <laughs> or lack thereof, I just want to give you all of my tips and tricks to basically avoid these dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moments. And, you know, try to see if there's a way that you can sort of predict how to maneuver through said journey. So, you know, when I first came out of the closet way back when, the one question that straight people always asked me, because obviously they're completely ignorant to the entire notion of dirty butt sex or sex or butt sex in general, is really just like, how do you avoid the poop situation? Because I know that you as gay guys, you're all having butt sex, but how do you know that you're not going to have that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment? How can you be certain and just know that you can confidently like drop your pants, bend over and fully and confidently take that dick with a clean bill of health. <laughs> Emphasis on the clean. The truth is, is there's so many different things that we have to practice in our everyday ritualistic lives to sort of maneuver through that journey. But what's so funny, you guys, after you know, way back when, years ago, trying to explain to all of my straight friends the ins and outs of butt sex and poop and all of that shit. Literally, no pun intended. <laughs> now, as we're sort of evolving into a place where I feel like a lot more straight people are being a little bit more open-minded in regards to actually, you know, visiting the idea of straight men specifically sometimes exploring gay sex with men and or even some of my straight friends who have come to me about butt sex specifically because they want to like have butt sex with their fucking female wife or some shit like that. <laughs> so, you know, we, oh, you know, times change, times evolve. People like try to figure stuff out the way that they know how. And, you know, my best girlfriend, she even came to me. She really enjoys her butt sex. But the guy that she tried it on the very first time she ever did he was really big and well endowed. And so she did have like a moment where there was some remnants of some stuff that she really didn't want there. And so she came to me and asked how she could potentially avoid that being a thing. 
So you guys listen, I mean, some of us are regular, some of us aren't. You know, a lot of people suffer from conditions that prevent them from being the best and bossiest power bottom they could possibly be. You know, some people like suffer from Crohn's disease or irritable bowel syndrome or just like severe diet and like allergy situations that kind of prohibit them from like being able to predict when they're going to be regular or not. Or like, you know, even if you're on some kind of crazy medication where like, let's just say constipation or diarrhea is a side effect of said medication, you're definitely not the best (laughs) bossiest power bottom that you could possibly be because you just really don't know what's going to happen. So what proper precautions can you take to avoid all of these things? It's so funny. One of my friends, he actually opened up to me about him being diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome specifically, and he 100% identifies solely as a bottom. So it's really hard for him because he just knows that he can only eat vegetables and vegetables and water alone if he plans on bottoming because if he eats anything else, it's a gamble. Like it could be a bad outcome and he just definitely is mortified by the entire notion and probably a little bit insecure in his mind about the fact that he does have this condition. And I'm sure he's all up in his head about like the, you know, risk and idea that there could potentially be that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment every single time he goes into having sex. I mean, I can't even fucking imagine what that must be like. You know, it's so funny too, because there are times where I do occasionally, you know, end up at some guy's house after, you know, a night out with the guys at the bars or some shit like that. Or, you know, I just have that random moment where I've been drinking all day and then someone hits me up on Grinder and he's too hot to pass up and I end up at his place. And I, you know, don't really properly prepare in those moments for, you know, a clean bill of health outcome. But, you know, I mean, I I remember specific moments where like guys have been like on top of me, like going at it and fucking me. And sometimes they like need to stop and pull out and take a break and like go to the restroom and like wash their hands or, you know, whatever. And I'm like in that moment that they actually step away, I like quickly take my hand and put it in my ass and like take a quick, quick sniff to see if like it's how like kind of test out the water, so to speak. (laughs) And if you're judging me, you so probably should be. But I mean, let's just all face it. Gay sex is 98.9% of the time, like a bed with like a towel already put down in that moment. I mean, haven't you seen those like memes out there that go viral that are basically like a photo of a bed with a towel and it says you're gay if you know what this photo is all about? Like, yeah, it's very that. So I can just use that towel to like wipe my hand off and we're good to go for round two. Anyway, moving on. So here's like some of the shit that I do to ensure that I'm the best, bossiest power bottom that I could possibly be and try my very best to avoid all of those dirty butt sex, oopsie daisy moments. And the first is probably the most obvious, otherwise known as douching. Now, you know, okay, so listen, there's so many different types of douching out there. People always ask What's the best and most effective way to douche in a moment where you're about to go get fucked? Like, people just really want to know, like, is one way better than the other? And truth be told, I've pretty much tried most every type of douching that you could possibly imagine. 
And I don't really have an answer for that question because I don't really feel like one is a little bit more effective than another. I think it's just more about convenience. So like in other words, my roommate and I have lived together for the last eight years and we have like one of those attachment like like little things in the shower. And basically it's so funny because I had one of these in a previous place that I lived in and my ex-husband had installed the douche piece in the shower. And when we moved, I tried to get it off and I couldn't get it off. I think he had like tightened it on the shower situation too much. And so when we moved, I couldn't get it out. So I just left it at the place. So whoever moved into that apartment after us definitely got a little bit of a bonus. (laughs) But I couldn't get it out. So I just, I haven't bought one since. But when I moved in with my current roommate, he had one. Now, here's the thing, you guys. My roommate and I are very close. We've lived with each other for eight years. We pretty much know each other like the back of our hands. And we're really not like opposed to sharing very, very like explicit shit with each other. I mean, we're we're very tight like that. And, you know, we like walk around in just our underwear throughout the house in our day, like blah, 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 etc. So we're really close and we share a lot of shit. But here's the thing, you guys. A douche that we both shove up our ass, that's just something I'm not really willing to share with anyone else, period. I'm just not into that. So I actually went to one of the local sex shops here in the Castro and bought my own piece. And I don't even know if my roommate knows this or not. But like, so I use the douche, but I just unscrew his piece and put my piece in every time I use the douche that's in our shower. So that's kind of the way that I sort of maneuver through my douching journey. But the problem is, is when you go through the motions of douching, I'm sure we can all unanimously agree that douching is a very long and drawn out process and you don't always get the quick and easy results that you want. And so basically, my roommate and I have really just kind of lived with each other for so long and know each other so well that we really just can really know what each one of us is doing throughout our day each time that we sort of are just in the house together. So in other words, I know that whenever he takes a shit, he's going to be in there for at least an hour. (laughs) Whereas when I take a shit, sometimes it takes me longer to actually pee. And he knows that. So also on that note, when he takes a shower, it's going to be a good hour. And whenever I take a shower, it's literally like five, 10 minutes. So basically... What happens is when I douche, what I do is I pretty much get in the shower, run the shower, I put the little tool up my ass, insert the water, clench my cheeks, get out of the shower, and you know sit on the toilet and just release like you're technically supposed to do. I have this weird thing. I know a lot of people actually release in the actual shower, and I just there's something about stepping in that on your feet that I just can't get around, and so I, therefore I just put down like five or six different towels because I know that there's going to be water everywhere because my entire body's wet and I just sit on the toilet and release. So that being said, this process takes anywhere from like a half an hour up to an hour. So I know my roommate knows when I'm douching because if it's any longer than five to 10 minutes, he absolutely fucking knows I'm douching. (laughs) And, you know, honestly, I don't give a shit and he probably doesn't either. And that's just the dynamic of our relationship. But 
It really is very time consuming to douche. And, you know, even to a place where like my friend Nick, he actually, he told me this one time he moved into this new apartment and he's a big ass bottom too. And basically he moved into one of these older Victorian homes where the bathrooms were like separate. So in other words, like the toilet was like in one room and then there was a wall that divided the rest of the restroom. So it was a completely different room with the sink and the bathtub and shower. So what he would do when he first moved in, he was, he basically would get in, put the douche up his ass, collect the water, clench, go out of that room and go into the other room to release in the toilet. But then what happened when COVID hit, his straight female roommate basically started working from home. So he sort of found himself in situations where he couldn't douche because like he'd have to go from one bathroom to the other. And that's super obvious. And he just felt so insecure about that whole dynamic that he just stopped douching altogether and just decided that he was going to become a top. (laughs) And you guys, when I say that Nick is probably one of the most feminine guys and like total bottoms that I've ever met in my life. That doesn't even scratch the surface of how you would describe him when you interact with him. (laughs) Uh, So him being a top is just something that I would probably pay money uh, to see in person. (laughs) But that being said, there are many other ways to like douche. I mean, we've got the little fleet little situations that you could buy at like a Walgreens or a grocery store. You know, you always find yourself in the grocery store and you're walking back and forth the fleet douche aisle because you know you have to grab one, but you don't want anyone to see that you have to grab one because there's that Karen that's sitting there looking at all the fucking contact eye solution shit and trying to compare the prices and which one she should get and she's taking forever. And you have to grab that fleet little piece, but it's right by her foot and you don't want her to know that you're grabbing a fucking douche. (laughs) And so then when she finally walks away and you grab that douche and you realize the only other thing that you're buying is lube because you just ran out because you're going over to that hot jock top's house to have sex, you suddenly find yourself in a situation where it's one of those moments where the grocery store is completely understaffed. There's like 12 lines to check out, but only one of them's open and there's a line all the way around a couple of aisles. And so therefore, there's so many people behind you. So because you don't want people to see that all you're buying is a douche and a container of lube, you start to throw all these other things in like gum. Okay, but that's obvious too. That that could be interpreted as you're going to have sex with someone. So you got to throw some other shit. Like, so you end up getting like a, you know, a gallon of milk that you're not going to use. You end up getting like a fucking People magazine that you're never going to read. You end up grabbing like... You know, just any and everything else to just sort of distract from the idea and the notion that all you're really wanting to buy in that moment is that fleet douche and that lube. (laughs) I mean, we've all been there, right? So basically, the fleet thing, okay, fine, cute. But you know what they're really meant for is when you're having problems with constipation. So the solution that's inside those little fleet douche things, whatever the fuck they're called, is like some kind of a solution that's really meant to go all up in your bowels and like push everything out to a place that if you're douching to have sex is probably not the best idea. So my personal recommendation is to just dump out that solution 
and just fill it up with lukewarm water. Lukewarm water, you guys, is key to any douching scenario. Lukewarm water. And just use that water to douche yourself with the fleet douche. So some people use like the little bag douche, which I'm not the biggest fan of, I have to say, mostly because I don't really know how to use them properly. <laughs> Speaking of my friend Nick, he actually, it's so funny. One time he told me, he was just, he just randomly texted me. I guess he was like in line at the airport and he was going through like, you know, where they like check all your bags and shit. And you know how like sometimes they just randomly will pick you and your bag and they'll just like pull you aside and like open your bag in front of you and take everything out because there's some shit that's like triggered something on their radar or some shit like that. So he said there was this huge ass line behind him and they started taking everything out of his bag and in front of everybody, they literally pulled out his like bag douche, his big black bag douche is how he described it. <laughs> oh my God, can you fucking imagine but the other um douching tool that you know you can use like if you find yourself sort of in a situation where you know maybe you're traveling maybe you forgot to bring whatever douche situation that you normally use in your life and that hot jock top that hits you up on grinder that just so happens to be staying in the same hotel as you wants you to come over for a buck and he's so hot you just can't pass this up and you're like, fuck, I don't have a douche. It's been a long day. What do I do? So you go to the fucking soda machine. You buy a bottle of water. You empty out the cold water. And you put lukewarm water from the sink in this bottle. And supposedly, and you guys, I've never tried this. But I just learned that this was a thing. Also learned this from Nick. So apparently... <laughs> Nick is like the just all-around douching guru. It's what we're fucking learning here this week. <laughs> oh my fucking God. It's so Like I literally just put all of that together. I had no clue that like literally all of my douching stories are Nick related. That's so fucking crazy. <laughs> but anyway, you basically, you stick the fucking water bottle filled with lukewarm water up your ass and you basically just like squeeze the water into your ass and let it out over the toilet. As we all know, the you know, douching process is. And, and that's basically how you do that with a water bottle. Some people actually, I've read, like, try to take the bottle and, like, sort of twist it so that the water, like, is sort of forced a little bit more with, like, some effort up into your ass. And so I don't really know. Like, I, I would love to hear from you, the listeners, what you think about this specific water bottle douching situation because I've never personally... I felt the need to try this. I've always been in those moments where I've been fine and I've either douched or just known that it's a risk I'm willing to take or or been drunk enough to know it's a risk I shouldn't take, but I just do it anyway. Or, you know, I just go with the fucking flow half the time. So that being said, that's why I'm not, you know, new to this dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment scenario. <laughs> But that being said, you know, there's things that you can do in your rev regular everyday ritualistic routine other than douching that can kind of prevent a dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. I've talked about them a couple of times in past exposés. Most importantly and notably, the bossy power bottom hoe bag and the another episode that I fully dedicated called the bossy power bottom diet, which clearly the bossy power bottom diet is 
legitimately a diet that really just ensures that you're eating clean, you're eating all the right things, you're not eating the things that you know are going to create that dirty buck sex oopsie-daisy moment, aka sugars, aka fake sugars, aka dairy, uh, fucking Taco Bell, anything with spice. I mean, if you really want to know all the things that you need to eat in order to be the best and most bossiest power bottom that you could possibly ever be, go back into the bossy power bottom diet expose and get all the different things that I've listed out as a fucking regular meal plan that you should implement in your life and all the things that you should just cut out completely and entirely. And honestly, you guys, I'm kind of for the most part living by these guidelines. So these are the things that I'm eating or not eating, etc. So they're in ensuring that whenever I might not really know when I'm going to go sit on a dick, if it's going to be clean or not. I'm always pleasantly surprised that more often than not, it's a clean bill of health. And, you know, with the Bossy Power Bottom Hobag Expose, I talked about those six essential items that you should carry with you in your Bossy Power Bottom Hobag that will kind of make you a little bit more desirable in that moment of, you know, that guy hits you up on Grinder. you're leaving work, you've been on your feet all day long, it's been hours since you showered, you've eaten two meals, you just really don't know what to expect and anything could happen at this point. So just go back and listen to that expose as well. The Bossy Power Bottom Hobag, which by the way, you can get your very own Bossy Power Bottom Hobag on <laughs> RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn. Dot com and click the Bossy Power Bottom Wear page and find the Bossy Power Bottom hoe bag and get your very own and put these six essential items in your Bossy Power Bottom hoe bag to let everybody know as you walk down the street with that bag that you bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Wear. <laughs> I, you know, always have to somehow implement my shameless plug, you guys. But definitely check it out. RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. <laughs> but also, you guys, I've talked about this shit on the show in the past as well. The two things that I regularly keep on me or take in my regular everyday ritualistic routines in life is Metamucil. I take Metamucil once in the morning, the powder form, and once at night before bed. And honestly, it really just, it like creates a moment where your body's getting the extra fiber it needs to really just push every single thing that potentially could hang out in your body and just flushes it completely out of your system. You guys, this is so effective. It's to a place where if you do this regularly, when you take a shit and wipe your ass, 98.9% .9 of the time when I wipe my ass, there is nothing on the fucking toilet paper. That's how effective this specific technique is in your life. I recommend it 100%. Don't spend your money on Pure for Men or any of those diet pills that try to cater to the gay community in regards to bottoming that are way too overly priced. Just go to your local CVS or Walgreens or grocery store, drugstore, whatever, and just buy fucking Metamucil. I promise you it will change your bottom life. I promise. On that note, the other item that I keep on me at all times is Imodium. Imodium, you guys, is an anti-diarrheal. So what that means is when you have diarrhea, this pill 
basically takes your water-esque stool and creates a moment where it's more firm. So what that means is when you don't have diarrhea, you basically take the emodium and it just creates a moment where you don't have to use the restroom or won't for several hours following. So you can pretty much have an easier time predicting when you're going to have that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment or not. And you can have a little bit more of an eased mind in regards to going into that hot jock top hookup. Funny enough, speaking of Nick, once again, God, I had no fucking clue. He was literally like the subject for every single fucking one of my bottom butt sex stories. (laughs) He's going to fucking kill me. But I... One year, several years ago, we went to Guerneville and stayed at like a gay resort for his birthday. And it was like there were as a group of like eight of us. And I think most of us were bottoms, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, we're at dinner and the only restaurant they had in the resort was like an Italian restaurant. <laughs> and we were going to go out after. And, you know, we just didn't really know pretty much anything could happen, right? You could go home with anyone. Anything could happen. So we're sitting here eating all this fucking pasta And Nick just like busts out the emodium and passes it around the table and everybody just took a pill like it's a fucking goddamn party favor before our night out. And it was just fucking hysterical that this is like just something that we're all doing as gay men in today's society. So emodium, you guys, if you're ever in a pinch and you just need that extra reassurance, emodium almost always delivers with the most slam dunk success and I, I can't speak any more highly of that as something that will reverse your dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moment chances. But that being said, you guys, drugs and alcohol are the biggest offenders. And obviously, the biggest reasons why our bowel movements get all fucked up and our stomachs get all weird and upset and woozy and unpredictable. And you just never know when you're wasted after a heavy night of drinking out with Cahoy at the gay bars when you go home with that hot jock top and you sit on his dick, what's going to happen when you, you know, pull out? And is there going to be something there? You just never know. But drugs and alcohol are the biggest fucking offenders of all time. And, and funny enough, speaking of one of my most, like, funniest and craziest fucking dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment stories of all time. And one that I brought up on the show, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, But I'll just give you a little bit more detail in regards to what exactly it was that happened in this moment. And before I get into that, my ex actually told me that one time he was like so fucked up. He was doing like probably coke and drinking pretty heavily. It was like Halloween, I think. So he ended up going home with a guy and he was Aladdin for his costume. And so he ended up going home with some dude and he was like topping this guy. And I guess the guy like same thing. He was fucked up and wasted and whatever. And he ended up shitting on his dick. And my ex said that he had to do his costume, gay walk of shame in those white Aladdin pants with like shit splats all over them. (laughs) So this is what drugs and alcohol could potentially do to you when you are just inebriated and you end up going home with that guy that you just have to have sex with. So be where this is one of the biggest offenders. And so my take on that is like, there was one specific time I went out with a friend, we were drinking, we ended up meeting with a bunch of other friends, it ended up being this big free for all of, you know, we kept sneaking off 
to the club bathroom and doing lines and drinking. And just, I was so fucking fucked up. And I ended up going with this really fucking hot black guy who had a really big dick. By the way, as a side note, big dicks almost always, if there is a chance that you're not going to have that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment, big dicks almost always pull all of that shit out. Literally, no pun intended. (laughs) In other words, big dicks tend to make those moments a little bit more often than not. If the dirty buck sex oopsie daisy moments that I've had in my life have almost always been big dick hookup situations. So just keep that in mind as well when you're selecting who it is you're going home with. But I went home with this hot black guy. Everything was going really well. He was so fucking just gorgeous body. He had a lot of muscle. He kind of looked like a bodybuilder. His dick was giant. Things were going really well. I, I mean, we were both really fucked up. So, I mean, anything could fucking happen. But because we were both really fucked up, he was like banging me from behind. And it was so aggressive. And I was having such a good time. And I was just feeling it. And I was screaming my lungs out. And everything was going the way it was supposed to. And it was just everything you could have wanted and more. And then he fucking came, he pulled out and he asked me if I wanted to join him in the shower. And I just wanted to get out of there because I was so fucked up in my head that I was just like, no, I'm cool. I'll go. He's like, okay, I'm just going to hop in the shower really quick. So he went and hopped in the shower. And you guys, when I got up, I looked on the bed and when I tell you, it was like a fucking crime scene. Just like liquid shit all over his fucking bed. I was beyond mortified. And it was like so bad that there was no feasible way that I could like clean it up before he got out of the shower. I just didn't know what to do. Like it was inevitable. When he got out of that shower, he was going to see all of it. It was just there. And I just panicked and I just quickly got dressed and I left his apartment by myself. I let myself out of his apartment while he was still in the shower And I know that he walked back to his bed and just probably his jaw dropped to the fucking floor. And I swear to God, you guys, this happened so many years ago that even though I know that this is something that I just didn't know what else to do, I had to go. I was so embarrassed. I was so like panicked. I I didn't want him to see it. It was just so bad. I just was so fucked up on drugs and alcohol. I just, it was just... It was like life paying me back. I just exited that day. And I will be honest, if I ever see that guy ever again, not only will I not know who it is because I was so fucked up, but also that could potentially be a very fucking awkward conversation that I would have to have with him. So that being said, avoid these specific situations as much as you can by doing everything that I fully described in this week's expose and just avoid like the plague. This dirty butt sex, oopsie, daisy moment. And let's just be real. The bootyful truth about dirty butt sex is a real truth that we all have to figure out and maneuver through. And we all have to learn our bodies. We all have to go through the routines. We all have to be in a space where we just know exactly what could potentially happen or not. So that being said... Do all the things that I described, and I promise you, you will be the best and most bossiest power bottom that you could ever possibly be.
what do we learn today, boys and girls? Ladies and gentlemen, guys and straights, hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Listen, at any rate, you just learned that there are multiple situations in my life that have happened to me where I sat on that hot jock top dick and I shit on that hot jock top dick. And I'm not afraid to admit it, and you shouldn't be either. But we also learned that there are plenty of ways to avoid sitting on that hot jock top dick and popping off with a very bad, dirty butt sex, oopsie-daisy moment outcome. And, you know, I just really have to say, I know that I'm not the only one out there, and I would really love to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What the fuck do you think? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me exactly what you think. And, you know, with that, don't forget to subscribe. Submit. Okay, let's try that one more time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Positive Plus One, all at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show. And don't forget to check out Bossy Power Bottom Wear at ronniewashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I washburn.com to pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride related event. You guys, pride season is amongst us. Get it now before it's too late. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will have another dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment with all of you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. <laughs>